Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. This is going to be a very good show. Ohio State Buckeyes are recruiting like wildfire. So who would you want to have on the show? 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong. Steve, it's raining, but who cares? No kidding, man. We're not even going to give the weather report. Good morning, y'all. Okay, we're going to break this down in two ways. Before the break, we're going to talk 2022. After the break, we're going to talk 2021. We are going to now sit back and let Steve cook. Steve. There have been crystal balls flowing towards Ohio State in a way I have never seen. You've never thrown three crystal balls for five stars to one school in one day, and you did it yesterday. Please cook. Yeah, uh, what a what a day for Ohio State recruiting buzz yesterday. It started with myself and the dean, Bill Kierlich, logging our forecast uh, in favor of Ohio State for Damani Jack- Jackson. He's the number three overall prospect in the 24-7 sports composite player rankings out of Santa Ana, California, Matter Day High School. I feel even better about that pick as the day went on than I did when I logged it. I think Ohio State has definitely set the bar in that recruitment. It's a pulse pick, uh, but it's one that's trending really well for Ohio State. Uh, As Greg Biggins, the lead reporter uh, on Damani uh, uh, out there out west, has reported he does have visits to, to Michigan and Texas slated for this month. I think those would have to be tremendous visits to to move Ohio State off pole position. I'm not expecting anything imminent with Damani Jackson like in the next week or two, uh, um, but I think Ohio State's in, in, in a great position for him. Then, uh, obviously, the big bomb uh, uh, drops uh, right around 1030. Thank goodness I didn't fall asleep putting my three-year-old to bed, which is all you dads know when, when sometimes you got to lay next to your kid in a dark room and they got that uh, lullaby song playing in the background, you can fall asleep. Thankfully, I didn't because Quinn Ewers uh, announced his decommitment from Texas and, and, and wrote a story on, on five places he can land. I feel really good about one of them, and the others are just you know schools that, that I know he has great respect for. I like the Buckeyes a ton. In that recruitment, they finished as the runner-up the first time around. They were the first program to offer him uh, back when Ryan Day was the offensive coordinator. How about Corey Dennis, a 30-under-30 30 30, uh, guy on 24-7 sports, 30-under-30 30 30 to know a couple years ago. His first big heavyweight battle on the recruiting trail. He loses a close one to Texas but hangs in there. Uh, no school recruited uh, Quinn Ewers harder than Ohio State back in July. The South Lake Carroll standout told me Ohio State was recruiting him the hardest. So young Corey Dennis working as hard as anybody on the recruiting trail for the number one recruit. That relationship maintained through the commitment to Texas. Obviously, Quinn Ewers backs off his commitment. And I think Ohio State and their their pedigree at the quarterback position and developing guys uh, and maximizing their potential uh, from from JT Barrett to to Justin Fields, or excuse me, uh, uh, to Dwayne Haskins to to now Justin Fields. I think that excites Quinn Ewers and, and Ohio State's a clear team to beat. Talked to a couple people in, in the number one receiver in the country, Caleb Burton Camp yesterday. Talked to his dad. Talked to Caleb. Uh, and, and Ohio State, in my opinion, is the clear leader there. So I locked a 24/7 Sports Crystal Ball forecast in favor of the, of the Buckeyes for him. I I, I think that. Uh, in a perfect universe, he'd be able to get to Ohio State's campus before making college decision. But on the flip side, I think he's a young man that wants to get in early and help build a class. And, and I think Ohio State has set the, uh, the pulse in that recruitment led by Brian Hartline. 
and his efforts. So there's the there's the uh, uh, the big three crystal balls. But Ohio State is, is uh, to use your words, they are are really cooking in 2022. They have the number two class right now, Dan. Very early in the cycle, six commits and and, and a tip of the cap to those guys. Obviously, Ryan Day uh, works as hard as any head coach in the country at building genuine relationships. And then the assistant coaches all the way to the off-field staff. What a coordinated effort that those guys have. Uh, when you talk to some of these elite recruits in the 2022 class or the high-ranking guys, uh, you see my story, top 10 uncommitted guys uh, in, in the country. Where What's the pulse of their recruitment? Ohio State's recruiting four, five, six of those guys the hardest. And, and, and so just a major salute to the amount of time and effort that the Ohio State staff puts into recruiting because it doesn't take away from what they're doing on the field, which is developing players and, and, and putting their program in position to win a national championship on Saturdays. But they're also finding the time to grind on the recruiting trail. And that is not easy. I mean, these, these coaches could spend they could spend all their time preparing for Penn State and, and, and they could spend their any extra time with fam, their family. They all have families that. You know, for them to put the time they put into recruiting is, is truly tremendous, and, and it continues to pay off as, as they may have the number one class in 2021, but they're certainly looking like the early favorite in 2022. So let's look at a couple more uh, of those targets beyond Ewers, Damani, and, and uh, Caleb Burton. Um, they're in a good spot for Will Johnson. You know, talking to my colleague, uh, Alan True, who uh, blankets the Midwest for 24-7 sports. Now, he's hearing good things about Ohio State's position for Will, and Will's always spoke highly of the, of the Buckeyes to me. I think Ohio State's near the top of that list. Uh, um, uh, Keon Saab, uh, Clemson and, and Ohio State, recruiting him the hardest, uh, according to, to his dad. Caden Curry, the number one player in the state of Indiana uh, out of Center Grove High. I think Ohio State is the early pulse for him. I've seen him play twice this year. He's electric. Uh, Ohio State running back recruiting. They're definitely near the top of the list for Nicholas Singleton, who's one of the most athletic players uh, in the country out of Pennsylvania. And then Dallin Hayden is a guy that the Buckeyes love. Uh, we talked about him on the morning five last week, having an outstanding junior season out of the state of Tennessee. Uh, he's a Tennessee legacy, but I think Ohio State and Notre Dame have set the bar in that recruitment. Xavier Nwankwa is the number two safety in the top 247 player rankings out of Iowa. Uh, Ohio State was one of the offers that, that really moved the needle for him. Uh, um, he, he, he's a prospect that it may be too early to put in a crystal ball, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at Ohio State. Uh, Zach Rice, I can't believe I skipped over the Zach Rice uh, offensive tackle, number one offensive tackle in the top 247. When he got his offer from Ohio State, he told me his mom cried. Um, Notre Dame's doing a good job with him as well. Uh, Keontae Goodwin, I went and saw Keontae Goodwin work out yesterday, Dan. I drove down to Louisville. This kid got on the scale. He, he was 298 pounds in his clothes, six foot seven and five eighths on the measurement. Uh, he can bend. He can run. He's an extremely hard worker. It's, it's well documented that he's lost 100 pounds from eighth grade to now. He looks terrific. Uh, uh, he's got good junior film. He's a, he's a guy that Ohio State wants in their class that they lead. I think Clemson would be the school that could maybe derail that, but I love the way it's trending uh, for Ohio State right now uh, with, with Keontae Goodwin. And, and, and there's one more name I want to mention. Uh, I think that Ohio State ha has a great chance for Zion Branch out of Bishop Gorman High School. 
in, in Las Vegas, where the, where the Buckeyes have had some success recruiting in the past. Zion Branch is the number four safety in the top 247 player rankings. He's a consensus top 50 recruit. And I think Ohio State's in a, in a really good spot for Zion Branch. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are fans of the BM5, you have to know that was arguably the most impressive non-breath four or five minute stretch in the history of the show. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk 2021. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to talk a little bit of 2021 now that Steve has gotten some oxygen. Derek Davis, safety out of Pennsylvania, made the Buckeye bash. Tristan Lee, offensive lineman out of Virginia, did not. Please, an update on both. Well, let's start with Tristan Lee, just because I didn't really like some of the comments on the message board. I understand everybody's diehards here and, and, and wants Ohio State to land everybody. And uh, But he did not make the Buckeye bash uh, because there was a legitimate illness in his, in, in his family. And they, the uh, perception was he didn't make it because he's not interested and in, in that there was an illness made up. And this, this is a young man that really likes Ohio State. Will he land at Ohio State? I, you know, I think Ohio State's a hair behind. But, you know, he's very interested in, in the Buckeyes and, and maintains uh, contact with the staff. And, and there's a high interest there. And he's been there twice before. And, you know, um, I, I would probably lean Oklahoma at this point for him. Uh, he seems to really respect Bill Biedenbaugh and, and has had some great Zoom uh, discussions with their offensive line coach and uh, LSU. He's been there several times in there. And this is big boy recruiting. You guys know you're not going to win them all. And even some of those 2022 names, it looks great for a lot of those right now. Ohio State, even they probably know in the Woody, price only going to hit on, you know, if you hit on 80% of that, that's still great because there's going to be twists and turns in recruiting. And sometimes you lead for a guy early and, and it doesn't work out late. Uh, but one thing we know is that Ohio State's working extremely hard and, and they're working extremely hard to land Tristan Lee. And, and, and I think that I mean, he said if there's another opportunity to come to Columbus, uh, he'll try and do it. But he's been there twice and he's got a good report with the staff. Derek Davis is going to commit next Saturday, November 7th. I think that uh, he has an idea of what he's going to do. Uh, he's visiting LSU this weekend. I think that they're trying to hit a Hail Mary with Derek Davis because he's never been to LSU. He's been to Ohio State over 10 times. He's been to Penn State a ton. Penn State and Ohio State have recruited him for, uh, you know, darn near four years. And, and uh, I, I think talking to a lot of the commits that spent time with Derek Davis, talking to Derek Davis's dad, it was a terrific visit. It was a visit where Derek got a chance to see how he really fit in with the player or his future teammates potentially. And, and, and his dad you know, got a chance to hang out with the Sawyers and the McCords and a lot of like-minded people. You know, Penn State's done a great job there. Uh, um, I, I have a, My gut tells me Ohio State's in a good spot. I don't have enough to predict Ohio State right now. Uh, but I, I, I think that this is a guy that Ohio State's always wanted. And, uh, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens on the seven. We'll see what happens down at LSU and, and, and then where the chips fall after that. That is super impressive. 
We're not going to make Steve talk much more about recruiting. He's given you more than he is contractually obligated to do. What we are going to ask him, though, and Derek Davis might want to be listening. Ohio State heads to Happy Valley this weekend. Penn State will be without fans. They will be without Micah Parsons, without Journey Brown, without Noah Kane. How do you see this one working out? Even with all those guys, I haven't predicted Ohio State to lose a Big Ten game in years. You guys know I don't come in here and predict the upsets and then pound my chest afterwards. It's uh, just not how I operate. I mean, I think that Penn State is going to be pissed off. I mean, they lost the game that they should have won at Indiana. I mean, you look at the – I mean, Penn State dominated in time of possession, dominated in total yards. Uh, still almost overcame the turnovers and and lost because Indiana let them score and then their defense faltered at the end. Now, look, they they lost the game. But what I'm saying is, is you know, they're still one of the more talented teams in the Big Ten. They've lost a lot of people. They've lost Micah Parsons. They lost the running backs you mentioned. Uh, But but they're always up for Ohio State every time. And and, and and they were coming off a loss last year uh, uh, at Minnesota. Uh, when when they had to come to uh, Ohio State, and, and really they were getting punished in the first half, and and, and responded in the second half, and, and and made it a ball game. And like I've said numerous times, I thought Justin Fields extending drives on third downs by avoiding pressure and running and, and moving the chains. J.K. Dobbins had a big game, and, and and then Chase Young was a menace off the edge. Those were the three best players on the field, and, and they were the difference in, in what ended up being a hard hitting, exciting second half. I think that Ohio State, again, has too much for Penn State in the end. They're the, they're the more talented team, uh, especially at the uh, um, quarterback position. Um, and, and so I'm rolling with Ohio State, but I'm not just because Penn State's coming in 0-1 with a loss at Indiana. You know, I'd be surprised if they got uh, boat raced. We should all express gratitude for Steve Wolfong and Bill Kerlick for what they've done all the time, but especially over the last 24 hours. There's a reason they are the best in the business, and we are so thankful they are on our team. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.